Hello again, everyone, and thanks for joining us. Another episode of the Living the Grace Life podcast, episode number 25. I'm your host, Jim Hobbs, and as always, alongside my good friend, senior pastor of Grace Life Church in downtown Sarasota, Florida, Joe Davis. Joe, are you in the holiday spirit? It's the holiday time of year if you're catching this podcast. uh, Well, I am in the holiday spirit, but you know, something else has really lifted my spirits. Can I take a moment, Jim? Oh, of course. What do you mean? So last week we had a little bit of a mini podcast crisis, if you remember, because Wayne had gone to the small water bottle size. I remember you actually boycotted (laughs) drinking the water. I was upset. And... But you know, you dehydrated yourself Wayne, just to prove a point. Wayne read our um, celebrity writer, <laughs> and he adjusted. And today, what? I don't know if you can hear this, people. I'm oh, opening. Wait a I'm minute! I'm looking down. We are I back. See. We are back. <sighs> we are back to large <laughs> bottles of water. <laughs> and Wayne, I just want you to know Splurged. how much I appreciate like... you being sensitive. That's to our needs. You're speaking to Wayne Delaire, the man behind the scenes, I Jump am. Dog Audio Production. Wayne, I mean, was it fan mail? Was it peer pressure? What uh, stocking stuffer? Why the big waters? Oh, always responding to my clients. Always, <laughs> always responding to my clients' needs. Wayne, See, you could have had a better answer. Think, what do you, you know? That's like you, 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 you could have said something like. Well, you know, this water will quench your thirst for a little bit, Pastor, but if you really want your thirst quenched forever, it's only Jesus. You know, you could have gone Amen. into this Jesus is the living water thing, but instead you went to business. And see, that's just... He's, that's honest. Well, I appreciate Authent- it, You know, true in vulnerability, the end, Wayne. In the end, we have big bottles of water, and I'm thankful for that. Yes. <laughs> Wayne, maybe perhaps it was supernatural perseverance that it caused you to get that water. It wasn't a new bottle. Someone had... Drunk off that bottle. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Wayne. Yes. Oh, no. And I'm OCD, and you know that about me. I'm switching he with gave Jim. you a 1986 used Aquafina that he got on eBay. Nicely done, In theory, Wayne. in theory, Backwash. all water is used, if you think about in it. In theory, yes. you're saying, yes. Well, Wayne has come clean with where the water comes from, and we are going to come clean today with Chapter eight of the book, The Grace Life, what Philippians teaches us about loving one another relentlessly. We are up to page 103, that chapter eight, supernatural perseverance. We're going to go, you were saying before, Joe, you use that word a lot, supernatural, but I don't think you can use it. I mean, I read that. I don't think you've used it too much. I mean, what, what would be the what would be another word you could kind of use to replace that? Because in a way, what you're saying is something very much outside of ourselves is what we need to look to. Supernatural does it for me, unless you think there's another word you would have used. Well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk that. about it more in the main segment, but I can't think of another word because it's just so perfect. It's great. It's a perfect word. So we will go through chapter eight. If you've got a question as we're going through the podcast on this one or any of the 25 that you're listening to through the thousands of downloads, we have to thank our listening audience out there for making the Grace, Living the Grace Life podcast just what it's been. It has been unbelievable, the responses that we've received. You go ahead, email us at livingthegracelifepodcast at gmail.com. That's livingthegracelifepodcast at gmail.com. Let us 
us know if you have a question. If we ask it on air, Joe, you will sign a book and we'll give it to you, an autographed copy of The Grace Life, What Philippians Teaches Us About Loving One Another Relentlessly. You can get your copy at Amazon. You can order it online, just wherever you see it. It says by Joseph Davis, the man who is pleased that we now have big bottles of water. Give me some water. I can't believe you selected. Give me that's like you, Joe Bean. Did you select that, Joe? I did. Give me some water. Well, our our staff, our huge the staff. bumper staff, staff that picked yes, that. Yes, our paid I played staff. that when I was walking my dog Daisy. Just it must have been a couple of days ago, and I just couldn't. I don't. I love that song. It's 1977 or something. But Eddie Money, I'm. I love Eddie Money. Yeah, he's, <laughs> you know, I he was on an episode of The King of Queens once. And what happened was Wait, they had. Is that the show with um, the Kevin James? Kevin the James. Big guy. I don't know that show. So here's yet. what happened on the show: they won a ton of money at the dog track or something, but they couldn't bring the money home because he would get in trouble for going to the dog track. So they had to spend it all in a day. It was like five thousand dollars. So near the end of the day, the only thing they could do was hire Eddie Money to come home and just play an acoustic set for them in their living room. <laughs> But that was about, the way they they, they, like, they finally tapped clean the money. But at the end, they just said, "Eddie, you got to go. Here's the rest of the money. Just get out of here." They kicked Eddie Money out of their house. Would you kick Eddie Money out of your house? I wouldn't. I love Eddie Money. You know, I anyway, mean, that's, so that's a, a good kid. song. They said he was. He just passed away about a month or two ago. He was a character. They said, yeah. "Yeah, he's something else." Well, how about that? Supernatural perseverance. We've got chapter eight, Joe. Philippians. You've got here right off the top on page one hundred three. Philippians three twelve to twenty one. So I'm going to read that, and then let's see what you say after that, because you talk about perseverance, and I've got some questions about both the word supernatural and the word perseverance. So here is Philippians 3, verses 12 to 21. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Also, let us hold true to what we have attained. Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly, and their glory in their shame with mindset on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Wow. There's a lot of famous, there's a lot in that. Yeah, there is. Pack. There is. <laughs> is Paul speaking directly again to, you've talked before about the people that were going against the church. Was it 
the Gnostics at this time who were saying something? Or is that more in First John? Who's Paul yeah, th- addressing this is, here? He's this mad. is more just Paul talking about, in general, people who claimed to be followers of Jesus, but had, in the process, fallen away. And uh, the point that he's making is, um, you know, my desire for you is that you persevere through that, that you stay faithful. I mean, think about the stakes here. Paul was so emotionally attached yep. to this church that it would have been devastating for him had they fallen away from the faith. Yeah. So emotionally, so. intellectually, spiritually, he is so invested. Like if one day he heard, you know, by the way, that church in Philippi that you love so much, you know, they're, uh, they've moved on to worship, to Baal worship, or they've gone over back to Judaism. So, you know, Paul, I don't know what to tell you, but they're not a church anymore. I've been devastating for him. Crushed, I would think, especially. So, so the this, stakes are high. Is this a prison letter? Is that what we've said in terms of where Paul is yes. when writing Yes, Paul is not sure if he's going to live. At this point. He, he thinks he might be executed. He ends up not being, but at this point, he, he thinks, you know, the, the sword is, is hanging over his head at right. this point. So you say then, as you introduce <coughs> this, perseverance, this is again, page 103, 104, perseverance is a crucial part of being able to live grace mm-hmm. life together with our church family. If we are surrounded by people who get discouraged easily and give up quickly, it is more difficult to stay motivated, loyal, sacrificial, and committed to them. So in that aspect, Paul, like you're saying, if he were to have found out the Philippian church was like, hey, that's it, we're moving on, he would be crushed. But does that, I was thinking, put the sort of emphasis on what others are doing? So Paul is persevering. He's apparently in jail. Sounds like he might die. He's not sure exactly where this church stands. That's why he's writing all of this encouragement. So how is he able to persevere? Because it doesn't sound like he's in community right now. He's writing this letter, but he may be separate living or imprisoned or something. So he doesn't have these people around to say, hey, good job. Keep going, Paul, or whatever. He's kind of like, I mean, he's living through them or how is he getting that encouragement? This this is why the title of of the chapter is Supernatural Perseverance. There is no human reason why Paul should be persevering. I mean, he's been given a simple choice. Shut up about Jesus and you'll go free. Mm. And that's that's what it comes down to. And so there is something about his faith that is motivating him to persevere through this persecution. Mm-hmm. And he's saying to the Philippians, I'm going to persevere. So can you. Mm. And so uh, he actually does display amazing perseverance in the fact that even in the face of possibly losing his life, he's still thinking about how can I encourage my favorite church? Yeah, it seems like he's it's saying too. To look at what it is like. He there's a verse too. I don't know if it's um, whatever you have learned for, or received or heard from me or seen in me. Do these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Paul. It sounds like is now. Some people say, well, that's Paul being kind of isn't he being kind of cocky right. there? Like, <laughs> hey, look at me. I got this figured out. That goes into an area of performance, but. Are you thinking, is Paul saying, look, here's how I am living the grace life. Do it that so way. Paul, or is he a, saying, I got this? Well, I understand there's some significant qualifiers here. Paul makes it very clear throughout his epistles that his religious expertise meant nothing. He's not saying, be like me because I am so good. Mm. He's saying, be like me because look at what the faith that God has given me has turned me into, has made me to be. Imitate me where I imitate Christ. Is Paul saying, 
the areas that you see that Christ has worked in my life and transformed me, these are the areas you should look for transformation in your life, if that makes sense. Paul says, I used to be this, and now I'm that. If Christ really is in your life, you will be this and not that. And so he's not saying, I'm really good, follow me. Mm. What he's saying is, look what God has done to me. These are the same things he should and will be doing to you. You should see that, right? Because you, as you talk about perseverance, it just made me think, I'm not sure, depending on my situation, that I could persevere. Like, it depends. So a lot of emphasis is put in here on the perseverance of the people. You talk about people getting discouraged, easily giving up, difficult to stay motivated, not committed. Uh, But Paul had made this commitment, like, I think about what, you know, would happen if I got in a, uh, I don't know, I was thinking of like John McCain or someone who's put in prison here for five years, Mm -hmm. someone who's, who's stuck in a, in a situation that they feel like, especially in this holidays time now, a lot of people are stuck. A lot of people are in situations that they don't want to be in, that they seem to be in every year. Every year they say, maybe it won't be like this. Sure enough, not only is it like that, but we end up replaying the trauma over and over. And sure enough, a lot of times it's worse. And that's perseverance. And then people are like, why, what's the deal? Like someone with a debilitating injury or someone that, someone whose life feels imprisoned. Well, like, I, what I, do you, like, I could, I, I could see chapter, me giving up. Like, well, I say in the chapter, the Philippians, I, I wrote this in the second part of the chapter. They weren't special, amazing people with a gene pool that made them faithful. Mm. The fact of the matter is both Paul and the Philippians had this supernatural perseverance because of the gift of faith. It is a supernatural thing. It's not something that they summoned upon themselves. So you just said a second ago, you're not sure that you could endure. Yes. I think you're wrong. Because I see evidence of Paul, the way Paul said, be like me as I imitate Christ. I see evidence in your life that makes me pretty convinced that you're a child of God. The power of the Spirit of Christ dwells in your life. Therefore, I have confidence, Jim, in your ability to to endure and persevere. Beginning of the chapter, I said, when people don't persevere. It can be discouraging when you're trying to live together as a community, as a group. Mm -hmm. What Paul is saying is there are those who we thought were in our group who have abandoned us. They're no longer part of the body of Christ. But those are people that weren't imitating Paul as he imitated Christ. Right. But in in, in the end, the reason the Philippians were so faithful and why they were able to endure, why you be able to endure, why I will be able to endure... It's because of this supernatural ability to trust Christ no matter the circumstances. Listen, it is, it is impossible, humanly speaking, to ignore earthly circumstances right. and believe in a religion. It is not impossible to live and live with all these earthly circumstances, but have a supernatural gift of faith that helps you to see past now mm. to eternity. Right. It goes to the one foot in the here and now, <laughs> one foot in eternity concept. And we, we've talked about how that sort of happens. I guess in my way of thinking about perseverance, I think about it being me. And so what I tend to do is when times get really tough, I tend to give up. <laughs> <laughs> so and what I've seen is in the giving up, I give up on myself. 
Like I'm not, I'm just not going to be able to do this. I, you know, the, uh, there's no way, there's no way I'm going to think my way out of this, or I'm going to power my way through this. Uh, it's like our company when we were going out of business, there was no way, there was no way out. So I didn't necessarily persevere. I ended up on one knee in my shower. Well, that's different. Right? That's but, different. But that's being faith, broken. My faith didn't waver. Correct. And so could could it be said that perseverance isn't about us staying strong and going the distance, but counting on, this is what you're saying then on the supernatural power, you then count on, you need to give up doing it on your own because you had better have supernatural well, help. Just because you fail or just because you're broken, just because you experience intense consequences because of bad decisions doesn't mean you haven't endured. There's a big difference yes. between perfection and endurance. Maybe that means you have endured, right? And the fact of the matter is your endurance is bolstered and made evidence by your failure. So like if you go through a horrible time in your life, like we did with our daughter or something mm -hmm, else happened, mm -hmm. go through cancer or something like that. The fact that you can go through something like that and not turn your back on God is evidence of supernatural perseverance. It, it is you saying, no God, matter what sure. happens, I will keep my connection to the Father through Jesus. Yeah, it's a lot of times all you have. I mean, the, which I think in a way is the, the idea behind this supernatural perseverance. You have here page 106, you talk about what it looks like when God has given someone the gift of faith. So when you said that, that reminded me that, are you saying then right here off the bat, that faith is a gift from God and not something that you have made a decision or an effort to put your own faith into. Well, I've probably said it on this podcast a hundred times. Right. Faith is a gift. It is not a choice. See, now, the choice to follow Christ might be the result of the gift of faith, but it is not the, the genesis of faith. Faith in somebody you've never seen or heard audibly but only have been told about faith in that and trusting that entity for the salvation of your soul is not a humanly speaking, very logical thing to do. Mm -hmm. It's a radical thing to do. And the only way that people can say, I'm going to live my whole life. I'm going to abandon my own agenda for that of my savior, a savior they've never met face mm. to face. Mm. The world looks at that and says, well, that's just stupid. Mm-hmm. Paul says, this is the mark of endurance. This is the mark of true faith, that no matter what happens, you have been given the ability, the supernatural ability, no matter what failure you face, no matter how you've been broken, no matter what the world does to break you, your faith will still be reliant upon your Savior's work on the cross that connects you to Heavenly Dad. And that faith, so the way I feel it out always is I'm <coughs> compelled so I have this sort of, um, I have this push, I have this feeling, I have this sort of, it's not me thinking through things and going, wow, life totally sucks right now. I think I had best only count on Christ because I've, uh, there's nothing I can do. Like I, I never, I don't get to that point. I actually have, um, well, you here, you say page 106, a supernatural yearning, mm -hmm. a yearning, something deeper um, <clears throat> to feel close. Like I feel that pull 
And I don't, I don't feel that it's me having to draw closer. I feel him drawing closer in that pull. It's almost him pulling me as I'm in that sort of, it doesn't have to be even broken. It can just be, I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, like any, it's almost like living life than that way. You're well, you know what feeling it, is? it like. The best way I would describe it is it's almost like a, a subconscious homesickness. You have this supernatural yearning to be closer to the Father, to be closer to what He wants you to be. And really what it is, the gift of faith has given you the supernatural yearning to be with Him forever. Yes. And so it is a supernatural cir- circumstance that allows you to say, yeah, you know, things are going pretty good right now. Mm. You know, maybe my family's doing well. Right. My devotions were really good this morning. Yeah. Church service was great, whatever. But you're always yearning for something more because you realize Mm-hmm. While I'm on this earth, all of this is temporary, and I am shooting for something greater. And it is that eye on the prize, that eternity with the Father, that gives us that motivation for supernatural endurance. I wonder, though, because sometimes that makes me sad. Because I think, like I was at the dentist, and I don't know how we were talking about, oh, I have a molar now. It's got a crack in it because they put a filling in you? at 30. When you oh. punched me. Yeah. And your right hand, you hit me across the. So it was like a molar that that was filled. Like, I don't get cavities. I'm from Indiana. There's so much iron in the water. I don't know what they put in the water, so much corn or chemicals. Anyway, this old, old, old cavity filling, apparently the stuff they used, kryptonite or whatever it was, split your teeth. And so it's cracked in the very back. And he said, oh, yeah, we're going to have to probably take a look at that, but it'll probably cause you an issue 10, 20 years down the road. And I'm like, well, it lasted 30 years, so... I don't need to worry about that. But then he's like, yeah, well, I guess, you know, if it's, you know, after 20, you know, I don't know what he said, 2060 or something. Yeah, I guess you won't. And then I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, why would you see? I, I don't want to be. <laughs> that was kind of morbid. Like, but then I was like, OK, well, well, I, I don't think I'm not going to be here in 2060. So which I won't be. So. With all odds, I'm not going to, unless I'm 94, which, hey, I could be. But at the end of the day, it got me thinking not just about mortality, but when you talk about these mountaintop moments and you on page 107, when you're living life and things are great, you're on a mountaintop. Like, this is it. And I get that it can be better. And I get, even though I may not get it completely, that I do believe eternal life has kind of come in the here and now in this one foot in, one foot out setup. So I feel... As I'm growing, as you talk about then after this, page 107, 108, as I'm growing in my faith, I'm feeling this supernatural love but and why would energy you be sad? and something. But, because I don't, See, because this, I really like this. Well, let me explain something. Why, well, it doesn't make me happy to think I'm not going to be here. Yeah, that, but like, that's not, see, here's the way I would say it. You're, you're looking to an opportunity to be with the Father in eternity. And you're saying, well, I'm sad because, you know, Maybe I'm not there yet or see. No, because I'm just <clears throat> dialed in li- here in recovery for over. Like I'm okay, finally dialing in life. Okay. Here's the way I would I don't want to now like, okay, yay. A little kid. That's that. We're in the Christmas holiday season. Yes. Christmas is just around the uh, corner. Exciting. Right? And the kids <laughs> are just ready. You know, it's Wednesday morning 
You know, I'm. By the way, I might get a scooter this year. I don't know if my wife's listening to the podcast and didn't get the scooter. You might want to readjust, but still, <clears throat> I might. But my point is, when you're a kid, you're looking forward to something. Doesn't mean you're not enjoying the Christmas season now. Yeah. With all the parties and the candy and the carols and the 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 Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer special on CBS, all that yeah, is yeah. fun. But there is something much as fun as the Christmas season is. Is nothing compared to Christmas Day. And that's the way we live our lives. There are good times and there are bad times, but even the good times don't compare to Christmas Day when we are face-to-face with our Father. So there's no reason to be sad, like, oh man, I'm enjoying my life. You can enjoy your life or you can hate your life Mm -hmm. and still look forward to Christmas and still look forward to being face-to-face with the Father. You hit me there. You took that a little. You and you punched me there. You well, people people don't know why. If once they know why I punched you, they'll <laughs> say, "Wow, Jim I... really deserved it." <laughs> you know, because last week you had to cancel our podcast recording session because you had I... to take your poodle to the groomer. <laughs> this is all true. I mean, this, this is just is not true. what a man does, Jim. <laughs> I hear but, you. You know, and, and so uh, I had to I had to like I, knock uh, some sense into. No, we're just kidding. I, I didn't punch I, Jim. I, uh, I did not get punched. You know, I've been punched. Think once in the face. It was fourth grade. I was sucker punched like in the bathroom because I I said I took somebody's like eraser. We used to collect erasers. I just remember it got punched in the nose and I think I like that's the only and I've never that I can recall. I'm sure in my drinking days there must have happened, but I'm don't I was not that kind of guy to punch people and get mm. punched. Have you been punched? You must have been a rough and tumble. Come I was on a now. rough and tumble guy. People tried to punch me, but I was You're always able to avoid it. Yeah, you look like someone. And then return who... fire. <laughs> so it was never really. I can't relate to that experience. Really. I'm not really. Yeah, which is why it was shocking you punched me. <laughs> <laughs> I did. For the record, you we're just joking. I didn't yes, punch. You did I didn't punch, punch Jim me. Hobbs. Of the Living the Grace Life podcast. <laughs> exactly. So, well, you brought, I mean, the, the Christmas example you just used is a great point because you say here, page 109 of your book, finally, the last ingredient, and maybe this is the part I miss, of supernatural perseverance is hope. Mm-hmm. You say real faith enables us to be forward-looking mm-hmm. people because faith assures us that the future is better than anything the past or present has to offer. Yep. That's hope. See, I don't know. I think I'm a, just like I don't pray for things. I don't pray for anything specific. Mm-hmm. And someone once told me, well, you, your God is too small. Like I'm afraid a little bit. Afraid of disappointment? I don't know. I just don't think I should do that. I feel like that's not what prayer's for. Well, I think you have to trust. Is this in the same boat? <laughs> not, not really. That's that's going to be episode thirty-eight. Okay. When we do the Psalm one nineteen book, but uh, okay. I think in the end, Jim, this is all part of what Paul says: imitate me, where I imitate Christ. Because so what begins to happen is, as you walk closer to your Savior, yep. even your desires change. It's true. And so your prayer yeah. requests will change. That's true. And I think if you have confidence in what God is doing in your life, you'll be able to see that your your requests aren't for 
a new Lamborghini no. or a big house. Your prayer request yep. might be something for like, uh, Heavenly Dad, please comfort this single mother in our church that we know is struggling or or please help my pastor. Or, you know, your, your yeah. prayer request. So you can be specific. Please make him not hit me. <laughs> please teach Jim how to duck. <laughs> no, I completely get what you're saying. I just finished a, a paper <clears throat> in seminary. It was creating a recovery ministry for the American church in Paris, mm. where my wife had spent six years, uh, 2012 to 18. So big, long paper, lots of sources, all this kind of stuff. But in it, you know, to me, the crux of it is the fulfillment of Matthew 25, whoever is thirsty, whoever is hungry, whoever is uh, needs a home, who a stranger, whoever is naked, whoever is sick, whoever is imprisoned, what you did for them is what you did to me. And I don't then, oh, good, I'm going to create a recovery ministry in Paris. This is going to be the way I fulfill this gospel. It doesn't work along those lines. Like I'm super, when I write that, I'm jacked. So here's my energy and my compulsion to do it. And that that energy that I feel, I'm, afraid, I'm, I'm sad that that day, like I don't want to leave before that game gets played. Like I feel like that's going to be so great- much fun to do that or work in a rehab, mm-hmm. like Christmas in a rehab. There would be no better place to be. Well, that's because you Like, I'm dying to get there. That's because, back to what we were saying earlier, yes, it's it's fun to look forward to those things, right? And it's good. So, so that's your earthly Christmas you're looking forward yes. to. That day you can be in ministry. But in reality, what, what you're not able to see and what Christ promises us, he says, don't worry. What right. I got planned for you is way better than this life. Paul even says, you know, I'd like to stay with you, but, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm willing to stay for your benefit, but it'd be far better for me if I just left. Yeah. for And his, like, he even says, like, maybe I should go. I'm not sure what I should do. Like, he, he's not sure. It feels like what he should do much of the time. You have here Second uh, Corinthians, Paul writing to the Corinthians. This is page 110, <laughs> described why the believer hopes. This is 2 Corinthians 4, 16 to 18. Mm -hmm. So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away, like you talked about, our inner self is being renewed day by day. That's what I'm talking about, I guess. Mm -hmm. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen, for the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Let me just make a statement about that. People read that verse and they think it's just talking about light affliction is but from what they think it's just talking about hard times. Mm. It's all of it. Mm. This whole life is a light affliction for mm. a moment, all working together a far exceeding eternal weight and glory. Right? That's what he says in yes. Romans. He yes. says the same, all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called. And so when he says light affliction, he's not just talking about the hard times. He's talking about all of it together is all encompassing, Life. working together to affirm our faith and to create a path and a habit, a pattern of supernatural endurance that will in turn, and this is the important part, this is how it plays into the grace life. As he continues to create this pattern of supernatural endurance, it is an inspiration and an encouragement to those we are living the grace life with together. 
Huh. So it has to be in community, is what you're saying there. I don't see how we can reach the pinnacle of joy of following Jesus on this life if we're not doing it together with our brothers or sisters in Christ. I just don't see how you do it. I agree. And I think some people take, like, it doesn't mean you don't have quiet time in the morning. That doesn't mean that you don't go off and pray and and read scripture, like, because I don't want to give up those times. But that's just, that's like, once, I don't want to, I don't want to be. And Jim, we glorify those too much. 7 though, I don't want to be we in glor- community. Look, those are good ports. Those I are good tired. things. <laughs> I get tired. But. We glorify those, but don't you think we need like that's like well, rest of course to, we need like, them. But you think you're saying spiritual disciplines get glorified in a way that that becomes sort of the path versus being spending time with one another. No, I'm saying we don't see spending time with one another as a spiritual discipline, and that's wrong. So expo- it, here, okay, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Here's what I'll tell you: it's easier to get up at 6:30 a.m. on a Thursday to spend time with God than it is to get up at 7 a.m. on a Sunday when it's raining to spend time with His people. Because the bottom yes. line is, oh, you know, time in prayer, time in the Word of God. Well, yes, of course those are great, but if that's all you're doing, you're not doing enough, and you're not going to have supernatural endurance because you don't have God's people around you. So spending time with God's people, worshiping with them, fellowshipping with them, serving with them—that is just this is important. It is just as important of a spiritual discipline as reading your Bible every day. And if you don't, if you aren't doing it, don't think that reading your Bible glosses over that. And and the other way around too. If all you do is spend time with God's people and don't spend time in His Word, that's not good enough. Right. Either. But a lot would argue, like you're saying, that the I spend time X amount of time in Scripture and this and that and prayer time, and so I'm good. I don't need to do anything yeah, else. They're wrong. But then they they're wrong. There they miss the whole picture though, because I would think like. For me, the energy that I was thinking about going to the rehab where I was and and working on staff and spending time with the people that are there that don't want to be there or know they need to be there over the Christmas holiday, there can be nothing more rewarding. There's nothing more that I want to do. But I know I'm going to do that for two, three, four hours, and then I'm going to go, I mean, it's tiring being around well, that's people different. suffering and that people that are like, and that then is... I need to come back and turn on my choir music and put on my candles and do my routine that I like to like mm-hmm. that then becomes my, my piece. But then after I do that, I'm refreshed and I'm ready then to go speak to these people, uh, meaning <laughs> me, like I'm ready to then go back. Like, is that, well, no, because see, works? Like, you're covering just, two parts of this discipline of grace life. You spent, you're talking about your time alone with God yeah, and your yeah. time serving others. Yeah. Just as important as the time enjoying others. Yes, I mean, what yes, is the yes, point yes, if yes. all we're doing is acting like monks at home with candles and then serving like St. <laughs> Francis of Assisi when we're not tired? We also right. have, you know, Jim, this right. podcast is fun. We hang out with Wayne. We hang out with you. We pick bumper music. It's a blast, right? This, you pick bumper this, music. This, okay, well, our yeah, staff, yeah. our yes, highly paid yes. trained staff. But it is fun. Broadcast yes, excellence. But <laughs> my point is this is just as important as serving the hurting yes. and spending time alone in your house with God, if you're not having fellowship, yep. Paul loved the Philippians. Why? Because he spent quality time with them, eating, laughing, enjoying life, suffering together, living victoriously together. It's all part of it. And I'll tell you this. If you don't have all three of these components in your life, 
it's going to really be hard to mm. display supernatural endurance. Because I believe if God has really saved you, you will want to spend time alone with God. You yes. will want to serve others, and you absolutely will want to spend time with his children. You're, I think and I'm starting I, to I preach feel, now. Pass the offering nah, plate, Wayne. Like... <laughs> you guys don't have any money. Forget it. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're exactly right. And I feel like that. When you feel that, and that's why I'm not really that all excited about 2060. When I, I mean, you tell me how great it's going to be, but the three things you just laid out there, that's great. Like I, I have a great, and then recovery, and now I got my mind. Like I'm having a time of my life, so I don't like, you know, like I don't really feel like I want those to. I mean, I guess over time, maybe, but yeah, I'm super, I know that's my garden work right now, and I'm great with that. And if that's what happens for as long as it goes, well, then that's good. But I don't want to let that go, I guess. I'm not ready to sort of say, yeah, well, I don't well, know, you 2060, will be. I'm going to need my teeth. You will be. <laughs> Made me bitter. Well, that's our show, episode 25 in the books. All of us here at Living the Grace Life podcast. Want to wish you a happy holidays. If you've got a question for us after that episode, just shoot us an email at Living the Grace Life Podcast. That's Living the Grace Life Podcast at gmail.com. Joe, were you hydrated this time with the water? I just want to ensure it worked. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling Wayne, good. Wayne, the water worked. I tell you, from 1986. <laughs> he made it happen. Well, from all of us here, Joe, Wayne, the entire crew at Jump Dog Audio Productions, I'm Jim Hobbs. Just remember, whatever you do out there this holiday season, each and every day of it, keep looking to Christ so he can keep you living the grace life.